Today on Truths That Transform. Tolerance is the last virtue of a depraved society. When you have an immoral society who has blatantly, proudly violated all of the commandments of God, there's one last virtue they insist upon. Tolerance for their immorality. They were pursuing this very radical gender ideology policy and putting these very sexually explicit books into classrooms. We essentially are being told to lie to these parents so that these kids now are, are living a double life. Welcome to Truths That Transform, a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. I'm Rob Pacienza, Senior Pastor of Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church, founded by Dr. D. James Kennedy. The biblical view of humanity says that God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. But the radical new cultural view says gender is socially constructed and fluid, and that biological sex is meaningless. These are two incompatible, mutually exclusive viewpoints. One affirms God's design and lordship over his creation. The other sets human beings in opposition to their design and their designer with disastrous results. Today, we investigate what they're hiding from you about the new gender confusion. Our own John Ray brings us this report. The American people are so fearful of the government, and they forgot to be fearful of God. And where the left is leading us now is anything but safe pastures. Just a scant few years ago, liberal icons like Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton professed traditional views on marriage and sexuality. I believe that marriage is between a man and a woman. I believe that marriage is not just a bond, but a sacred bond between a man and a woman. Yet since just 2008, when Obama and Clinton ran against each other for the presidential nomination, this view has not only come to be characterized as hateful bigotry, but our cultural elites now insist that even the notion of man and woman itself is artificial. That's an unprecedented change in so short a time. Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Mm, not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. Of- Just a couple of decades ago, every institution of society would have orbited somewhere in God's design for what it means to be a man and a woman, what gender is, what a marriage is. We all understood these terms. Even the military, the Boy Scouts, right? Uh, academia, banking, we all understood these terms. Corporate America. Now what's happening 
is that we're moving at light speed away from God's design about something that literally defines what it means to be human. And we're doing this not with good research that appears in refereed journals from peer-reviewed you know, uh, studies. We're doing it because the opponents in the culture war are saying, we're going to call you names. We're going to shout you. We're going to dox you. We're going to call you a bigot. And because people don't have the courage, because institutions don't have the courage, they're literally caving on what it means to be human being. The transgender movement says that one's gender is socially constructed, subject to change, and not connected to one's biological sex. It's something that you decide internally and subjectively. In other words, though you may have male biology, if you internally identify as female, then you're female and everyone must treat you as your adopted gender or face consequences. If you start from God's word in uh, Genesis, Genesis 1.27, the Bible says, um, uh, in the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. So the Bible tells us that humans are made in God's image and there's two types, males and females. But again, if you're taught that, no, man determines truth, then ultimately you can say, I can define gender any way I want. I, 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 you know, because a man determines truth, therefore everything's subjective, therefore I'll define it this way. That means somebody else could define it that way, someone else will define it that way. And then you start to realize it's not just um, transgender, there's like, how many different genders now? It, it's whatever anyone wants to define. So I believe what's happening is we're seeing generations today who've been taught that man determines truth I want to be my own God. Don't you come and tell me what's right and what's wrong. Now we have generations that have been told the Bible's not true. Well, therefore, anything goes. And that's really where we're at. So we see moral relativism permeating the culture. Protect trans youth! And critics also note that the transgender worldview clashes with science. Biology can now be dismissed out of hand as irrelevant. And it's funny, it's the same people who are always saying, follow the science. Good public policy follows the science, and that's what we'll do. Well, not when it comes to transgenderism. They throw science right out the window. Are we actually going to follow the science, or do we have an agenda? And if you believe God created this world, you're in favor of science. He created us to do science. He created the world for us to discover through science. But if you have an ideological point of view that says, well, we can't discover that or that or that because that's bad for business, um, you've got a problem. Science knows that there are only men and women. So we're living in a time where people uh, of science, people in the world of journalism, people in the medical establishment have to make a hard choice. Am I going to follow the truth and speak the truth or am I going to say what I need to say for my self-interest? The left and the media paint a picture of a world in which the gender veil has been finally lifted off and people who are trapped in the wrong biological body can now come forward. But the facts are something altogether different. There is a growing body of evidence that transgenderism is a social contagion rather than inborn condition for most. In the UK over the last decade, the rate of teenage girls reporting gender dysphoria increased 4,400%. And a survey of 250 families of teenagers claiming gender dysphoria unearthed some troubling trends. As reported by Psychology Today, 
Many of the youth in the survey had been directly exposed to one or more peers who had recently come out as trans. Next, 63.5% of the parents reported that in the time just before announcing they were trans, their child had exhibited a marked increase in internet and social media consumption. But for the vast majority that are experiencing gender dysphoria, as it's called, 70 to something like 90%, if they're left alone, when they come through adolescence, will settle into the gender they were assigned. When we rush in, if they're experiencing confusion about their gender and say, you must be this pronoun, you must wear these clothes, you must go through these hormonal treatments or these surgeries, so many of which are irrevocable, what we're doing is pouring concrete where it ought to be sand, where we're allowing people, instead of allowing people to explore and come to God's intention for their lives, we're forcing them into a mold that is going to hinder them for the rest of their lives. Yet the Biden administration released a new gender policy through the Department of Health and Human Services that advocates that children receive puberty blockers, hormone therapy, and in some cases, gender-affirming surgery, which permanently alters the body. Dr. Rachel Levine of the HHS, who was Richard Levine until his mid-50s, claims there is no argument among pediatricians about the propriety of this. But that's flatly untrue. Dr. Felipe Vizcarando is a member of the American College of Pediatricians and a former board member. As a pediatrician, this is uh, against the best interest of the child and against the child's health because as we are doing this, the child is being uh, ushered into a life that is unhealthy and, and in many ways is, is uh, the child will be, you know, as the child grows and develops into an adolescent and then into an adult, it will be forced to continue with this lifestyle and will not be able to go back to the original biological sex. The earlier that the gender confusion is treated with chemicals and surgery, the, the earlier that you are, uh, that these children are being forced to go into this lifestyle that is medically unsafe and dangerous. Nevertheless, the transgender agenda always comes with a strong arm approach, like the proposed Equality Act that, among other things, would dictate that counseling is only allowed to encourage gender switching. The Equality Act, they always have great names. The Equality Act is the most radical LGBT law that you could possibly imagine. It will not allow parents to seek um, helpful psychotherapy for kids that have gender confusion. It's okay to have psychotherapy that encourages people to change their so-called gender expression. But if you want to, you know, if you're a boy and you want to be a boy and you're having troubles about it, you can't do that. Parents can't seek that kind of psychotherapy. Um, and they, they only want conversions to go one way. The objective for them is always the agenda. Whatever supports the agenda, we endorse. Whatever opposes the agenda must be crushed at all costs. And I think you see that along with the iterations of cancel culture as well to communicate the same ideas. If you adhere to the publicly acceptable opinions, then you're welcome to the free society. If you don't, be warned and you'll face the consequences. Never before in human history has there been less shared ground about what constitutes reality. So at the end of the day, you can't maintain a society if there is no objective truth. 
Our founders knew that. They knew that democracy depends on morality. George Washington made that clear. John Adams made that clear. And that's where we're headed now, is a culture that believes there is no truth. At the end of the day, it's hard to have a culture. What we need for young adults to understand is that your primary identity needs to be in something bigger than you, something outside of you. If it's just about you, it's like trying to navigate the wilderness by making sure the red needle on the compass always points to you. You're not found, you're always lost. So we encourage students, have your identity in Christ. And that's more significant than having your identity in your gender or, or your athleticism or your intelligence or your academic performance or anything else that will eventually lead us to a dead end. In the period of just a handful of years, we went from the presidential candidates in both parties rejecting same-sex marriage to canceling people for believing there's a biological basis for being a man or a woman. It is vital to understand how we got to this point so that we can know how to uphold biblical truth moving forward. Tolerance has rightly been held up as a virtue in our culture for ages, but with great stealth, the left began redefining what tolerance meant, forming it into a sword that is now used against Bible-believing Christians. Dr. D. James Kennedy explains more in this portion of his insightful, even prophetic message, The New Tolerance. The future of this country in a very strong way depends on our understanding what's happening to young people today. And it has a great deal to do with tolerance. The New Tolerance means this. Not only do you put up with and endure and bear with those who have different views, habits, and or lifestyle than your own, but you agree with their views as well. Furthermore, you hold that their views are equally as valid and as true as your views. And furthermore, that their lifestyle is equally true and equally valid with your own, and therefore there's no possible way that you could be intolerant because there's nothing to be intolerant of. And furthermore, you must even be willing to promote and endorse that other lifestyle since it is every bit as good as yours. Now, how can this be? Well, it begins with the idea that there is no absolute truth. Therefore, one kind of lifestyle is as good as another kind of lifestyle. Uh, 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 you mustn't judge because there's no absolute standard to judge by. And we have even invented a new civil right. And that is the civil right for my feelings not to be hurt. Now I'm sure that as I'm saying these things, there are instances that are leaping to your mind of times when you have run into this in talking with people about different things. You will more in the future. There is no truth. There are no moral absolutes. 
and the important thing is my feelings. And that brings us to the fact that there are not even any universal truths for, of any kind for people, and whatever truths we have are simply societal constructs that each community or society or nation has created, and these do not apply beyond the borders of that culture. All morality is culturally created and culturally defined. This is why I have repeatedly said that tolerance is the last virtue of a depraved society. Tolerance is the last virtue of a depraved society. When you have an immoral society who has blatantly, proudly violated all of the commandments of God, there's one last virtue they insist upon, tolerance for their immorality. And they will not have you condemning what they have done as being wrong. And they've created a whole world construct in which it's not. And in which they are no longer the criminal or the villain or the evil person, but you are. And so they call evil good and good evil. And believe me, that's just the beginning. Now, my friends, Christianity is the most loving religion in the world. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, gave his life. God gives to us eternal life. God forgives us and he urges us to love others, to love our friends, to love our enemies, to love even those that kill us. But Christianity is an absolute religion. And by the way, all of these strictures do not apply to other religions, only to Christianity, because that is the only absolute religion. You can belong to three or four of other of the world's religions at the same time. But God is a jealous God, and he will not have any other gods before him. And all of the gods of the heathen, he says, are but idols, idols. But God says, I am Jehovah. There's none like me. Christ says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That statement alone could one day in America could have landed him in jail because it is absolutist. Only Christ died for the sins of the world. Only Christ rose again from the dead. Only Christ offers eternal life freely to those that will trust in him. Christianity is diametrically opposite from all of the other world's religions in those things that really matter. But because it is absolute and not relative, it is Christianity against which all of this that I have mentioned is aimed. And it's like being corralled like sheep to the slaughter.
Most of the sheep, they don't even know what's happening. Wake up! You did, didn't you? Good. Dear friends, for 40 years I have urged this congregation to be faithful to the Great Commission of sharing the gospel with a needy world, a needy nation. Many of you have been indescribably faithful in doing that year after year, decade after decade. But even more of you, no way. You haven't led anybody to Christ last year. You didn't lead anybody to Christ the year before that. You didn't lead anybody to Christ last decade. You didn't lead anybody to Christ in the last 40 years. Some of you haven't led anybody to Christ in the last 70 years. You're going to find out what's at the end of the road of disobedience to the Great Commission. It's time that we stood up for Jesus Christ and showed some backbone while we still have a place to stand. Hello, I'm Jennifer Kennedy Cassidy, and as you just heard from my father, Dr. D. James Kennedy, our culture has abandoned objective truth. And because of that, tolerance for every kind of deviance and lawlessness is now required, or you may get canceled or fired. The only thing that's not tolerated is standing on the moral truths of the Bible. Cultural Marxists in our country have overtaken our institutions, from universities to the media and many parts of the government. They've been in the midst of bringing about a moral and cultural revolution. That's why we've produced the new hard-hitting documentary program, Five Things the Left Doesn't Want You to Know. It features such experts as Eric Metaxas, Erwin Lutzer, former U.S. Senator Rick Santorum, and many more. They show you what the left doesn't want you to know about the impact of gender confusion, open borders, defunding the police, and much more. For decades, the far left has been undermining American sovereignty and morals. This documentary takes what has been hidden and brings it into the light. We will send you five things the left doesn't want you to know on DVD as our thanks for your generous donation to the ongoing work of this ministry. And if you're able to give a generous gift of $100 or more, we'll send you that DVD plus the hardcover book, Miracles in American History, Amazing Stories of Answered Prayer by Susie Federer. Brand new, this beautifully illustrated gift edition is filled with actual accounts from American history that reveal how God has intervened at key points in our nation's life, including in some ways that will surprise you. You will be inspired by these stirring stories of God's miraculous hand in our nation's affairs, from the Revolutionary War all the way through Apollo 13. Once again, we'll send you the brand new documentary our team has just produced, 
five things the left doesn't want you to know on DVD as our thanks for your generous donation. And if you're able to give a generous donation of $100 or more, we'll send you both the DVD plus the beautifully illustrated hardcover book, Miracles in American History, Amazing Stories of Answered Prayer. And as you donate, please know that you are helping us to stand for truth and defend your freedom as we broadcast the gospel and the unchanging truths of the Bible. The June 30th deadline for our fiscal year is just a few weeks off. So your much-needed donation now will help us end our fiscal year without a budget shortfall to be as strong as possible in this crucial midterm election year. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 877-962-7677, or go online to djkm.org. Today you have seen what the left doesn't want you to know about gender confusion, and you've discovered how the new form of tolerance is no tolerance at all, but rather an enforcement mechanism the culture uses to silence the truth. So what does this mean for you? First, we must recognize that there are powerful people in positions of cultural power in academia, government, and the media who want to exaggerate and exploit this phenomenon in efforts to remake our society. This is the very essence of idolatry, rejecting God's creation and presuming to redefine and remake reality itself. The cost is paid not only in the unraveling of our society, but in the bodies of countless young people, irreversibly scarred in service to a radical atheistic ideology birthed in Marxism. But just as importantly, we must have real sympathy for those afflicted with gender dysphoria. That requires us to distinguish them from the overall movement. While gender ideology deserves our opposition, the individuals are hurting and broken, and we should pray for their healing and wholeness. Maybe someone watching this program right now finds themselves struggling with their gender or sexuality or perhaps some other sin that has ensnared and entangled you. The Apostle Paul writes, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor the idolaters, nor the adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. That healing is available to you in Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me right now where you sit? Father, I confess to you that I have followed my own rules and obeyed my own desires and not yours. Lord, I need your forgiveness and healing in my life. I ask for your son, Jesus Christ, to come into my heart and save me and then transform me. I pray it in the name of my only hope, Jesus Christ. Amen. 
If you sincerely prayed that prayer for the first time, we have a vital resource we would like to send you at no cost or obligation to you. It's beginning again. Dr. Kennedy's book for new believers to guide you in your relationship with Christ. Contact us to receive a copy today and may God bless you as you do. D. James Kennedy Ministries is standing for truth and defending your freedom. I'm Pastor Rob Pacienza. Thank you for being with us. And here's a look at the next Truths to Transform. Public education is not neutral. What has happened is you take generations of kids and teach them the Bible is not the absolute authority that man determines truth, and ultimately anything goes. That's next week. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.